welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And joining us again is our friend Sean. Hi, Sean. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is another episode in our 13 Days of Halloween, where for the 13 days leading up to Halloween, we talk about a film in the horror thriller genre. And today's film is The Fun House. It's another movie from 1981. So like the... We talked about The Prowler with Sushan, and that was from 81. So this is from 81 as well. It's directed by Toby Hooper. Um, and it's about a group of young people who go to the local carnival for a night and then decide to stay overnight. Ooh. And they do. And it turns out to be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie stars Elizabeth Barrage, one of her first roles, I think. Um, she's quite young here. But um, I know... I know her best from Amadeus, which she played Mozart's wife uh, a few years later. Um, and Kevin Conway is in this as a carnival barker, plural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, over to you, Sean. Yeah, my initial thoughts um, on the Funhouse were, um, even though it was kind of released in 81, kind of with the expectation that it was a slasher film like the rest of the kind of glut of slasher films that were coming out around that time period, I think that that the fun house is um, a little bit different and I think it's different in a good way. I think that um, the aesthetics and the style, um, Toby Hooper's um, direct directorial choices, I guess I would say make this kind of something more along the lines of um, uh, more of a suspense than I would say than a typical 80s slasher. Um, It's um, a lot more well-made. I think, I think that there's, um, you know, his use of color at times is even like kind of, it gets, almost like Italian filmmaking that like bright lurid colors on display. I think um, there's some genuine, there's some genuine suspense in it. Um, so I think in a, in a big way, it kind of separates itself from a lot of the other slasher type movies that were coming in or out around the time. And I think even at the time, I think people recognize that Toby Hooper's a, you know, his directing style is a little bit more powerful than someone say like a Joseph Zito that did the Prowler. Um, and I think like Spielberg, I think, Toby Hooper got poltergeist gig based on, from what I'd always read, based on what Spielberg saw in the Funhouse. Um, could have been, you know, a cheap kind of slasher horror film, much in the vein of like the aforementioned Prowler. But instead, I feel like it separates itself on a, a lot of different levels, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, like you said, it's an effective suspense thriller mm-hmm. more than a slasher. Um, although there are cer- certainly elements of that too. Um, I just, I love the setting of this movie. That's yeah. a really strong point. Mm. Yes. And this is a, this is a traveling carnival and it's a very seedy one. Um, you know, I don't, there's like girls stripping and, and, <laughs> and really kind of, uh, disturbing mm-hmm. sideshows with deformities. Yes. Um, and, I mean, I don't remember those in the carnivals that used to come to my town, but um, it's very effective here as a, like setting a very kind of um, uncomfortable scene. And um, it puts you on edge right away, even before, you know, they make the decision to stay overnight. But then kind of those things then kind of inform. Exactly. Inform what they encounter in the funhouse, mm-hmm. which is very kind of clever and interesting. It is. So I think it's 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 a really well put together movie. Um, 
the young actors are are good and convincing actually as teenagers, which we also don't always see mm-hmm. in in these types of movies. Particularly Elizabeth Barrett, who I, I don't know how old she was, but she looks really young here. Um, yeah, she's really good. I, I think it's a it's a it's an effective um, early eighties horror suspense film. Yeah, no, I like this. Um, this is maybe my only second time watching it, you know, and we, I rewatched it for, for this episode. Um, no, I, I like the, the, it's kind of got a good atmosphere. I was actually reading about it after we watched it. I was shocked to learn that it was shot in Miami. And the reason I say that is because when I was watching it, at least in the first, the first half of it or so, um, cause it starts out, I mean, the first few minutes of it are, or 15, 20 minutes of it are just kind of like slice of life with, Elizabeth Barrage and her family and then, you know, her boyfriend coming to pick her up for a date and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and her talking with her parents. And it felt to me like very like this is because you know, the three of us are Midwestern yeah. people. And this like this feels like Midwest. It does. I, yeah. Yeah. And it felt like it felt too very real. Like I felt like we had this we're dipping in on life in this Midwestern town mm-hmm. and you know, the, these young people's lives, um, you know, who were going to the carnival. I, this is a weird thing to point out, but I, I like her parents in this, in the sense of, I like their look. Like, again, I feel, this movie feels very real. And her, you know, like her dad particularly, like, this is just like a regular dude. Like, mm-hmm. not an actor person, but like just some regular old school guy who's, you know, mm-hmm. and her mom too, but, um, Elizabeth Barrage was 19 when this movie came out. So I'm assuming she's probably around 18, maybe when they filmed it. She looks super young. Dude. And like in the first opening scene, you're seeing her breasts yeah. and everything. And I was like, yeah. it's a little uncomfortable. It, it, really, it really was. Like I Sue was watching it with me on the couch and I my I said, Is this girl a teenager? And then she takes her robe off and you're like, Well, it really you're like, I guess she must be because she's you know, now she's topless on film. It really that kind of was uncomfortable though. Like, gee, she really does look young. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I I think you mentioned Ashley that you feel like these were convincing teenagers. I mean, the women, yes. The guys, there's a lot of grease stuff going on here. Like, <laughs> um, the, her, uh, Elizabeth Burge's boyfriend, I mean, I think I read the actor was actually 30 when he made this, and I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And then their other friend looked like he was some 35 year old accountant that they just, <laughs> they pulled in off the street and they're like, hey man, can you like play, play a teenager? <laughs> and he's like, I can do my best. Uh, anyway, that's just how he looked to me. Um, I love the carnival setting. Um, mm-hmm. Carnivals have always been a little unsettling to me, maybe you know, unfairly, but like you know, I, I yeah. Um, and and then the stuff that goes on here, I mean, is is is, is pretty pretty un- unsettling. Um, there, you know, so Toby Hooper's famous for you know, Poltergeist, obviously, but also for directing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In that movie, you know. Is, is if you think about it, there's very little blood in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. it, but it's super terrifying and unsettling. This movie is there's more blood in this movie than Texas Chainsaw, but it's still like, kind of like you've already talked about, like it's fairly tame mm-hmm. compared to like some of like what the Prowler even oh, or yeah, whatever, right? Um, and I think Toby Hooper really excels at that, yeah, uh, and and that's on display here. I, I was reading after I rewatched it that it was intended to have more more gratuity in it um violent violence and stuff but they they just cut that out or didn't film it which i think is i think is fine um 
The only thing, okay, so the only thing I have an issue with is um, the subplot of the brother, because it goes absolutely nowhere. So Elizabeth Barrage has this younger brother. Oh, yeah. And I read afterwards that this opening scene, which we just referenced, where she, you see her topless because she's in the shower, um, her brother comes in there. like he, It's almost like the opening to Halloween. Yeah, it is. Like he puts on this little outfit and he goes and he has this fake rubber knife, although we don't know what's fake at the beginning. And then he goes and opens the shower and, like, and, and tries to stab her. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I heard that they filmed that after everything else was done because I guess they felt like, okay, we need something at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she's super angry with him. And... He ends up going to the carnival separate from them and unbeknownst to his parents. And then he gets caught by the carny folk and they call his parents. And as they're leaving, he's acting weird. And his dad is like, is there something wrong? Yeah. And he, the kid thinks for a minute and then he thinks about how his sister was upset with him because he fake stabbed her. And he's like, basically like, no, it's all good. Yeah. That's strange. And, and that's the last <laughs> you see of the brother and the parents. Yeah. And I'm just like, that to me. So we talked in the Prowler. We talked about the Prowler. We talked about how it felt like there was, like, they were trying to pad out the runtime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of felt like everything with the brother was sort of, sort of pad out the runtime as well because it went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with pretty much everything that both of you guys have said. I mean, the movie definitely moves at its own leisurely pace, though, doesn't it? it uh, and I think, like, Toby Hooper. Like Matt pointed out, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a stone cold classic. Like <laughs> it, it was a very um, like unsettling movie without being violent. And really Toby Hooper, like kind of kind of continued on that road. Like mo- most of his films in the 80s weren't really violent. Um, you know, he did one called Eaten Alive that was a little, you know, it, it was kind of a redneck like motel type kill movie. And it really wasn't that violent. I feel like. That's maybe where Toby Hooper shines a little bit more is like he he has more to offer than just, you know, violent kills. Because like you guys have said, the carnival is uh, very effective and the carnival is going to be effective in, in most people's hands. Right. I mean, that's kind of a gimme. Um, but he the sets were really authentic, like the carnival sets themselves that I really, really liked the um, the gorilla's mouth that they went into oh, yeah. and like the the green fog, the kind of light that emanated out of that. I thought that was very clever. Um, and Ashley, you brought up a, a good point, I think, is the the like deformed animals and things like that were were unsettling. I didn't really want to see a two-headed cow. Like it right. and they, that was never part of any carnival that I went to. And I think this was supposed to be set in the Midwest, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think so. But yeah, and then but it was kind of a clever way into like, you know, what isn't oh, you want to see deformity? Is that entertainment like to to the masses? And it in Toby Hooper's way, I do believe that, you know, he was making, he obviously was making that comment is, you know, you know, you, you, you know, your entertainment is looking at others' misfortune and that kind of continues on through the rest of the movie. He also kind of revisits stuff that he did in Texas Chainsaw with like the family element uh, of this, you know, with the father being the carnival barker and this, the deformed son who's really more like, Frankenstein is another theme in this. I noticed they show mm-hmm. Frankenstein posters, the, the um, carnival. It's the son wears the Frankenstein mask. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of a monster, but is he a monster? He's really just, um, you know, a deformed kid who's been abused by a parent and he's only a killer because he's basically been made to be one by his father. 
so really, you know, it's even in that way, it's the true villains of the piece are human, are normal people, normal people quotes. You know, they're not the deformities that everyone stares at or the deformed son. It's really, you know, it's, it's, it's shitty people, not, not an unfortunately disfigured, um, mentally handicapped son. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. And I, I, what, I agree with all that in principle, but here's the thing, like when the, the son has his mask removed, yep. I'm like, that's not human. That's not to me. Like <laughs> that does not look like, that does not look like, Oh boy, from like Goonies or something like that. You know, this is an alien. This is, <laughs> this, is a, this is a spawn of Satan or something. I mean, this is, it's not a deformed human. I don't know what that is, but that, the, if that came from a human woman, I mean, I, 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 but it, I'm skeptical. But the plot in the plot, it was though, right? In the plot, supposedly, because so, yeah. he he mentions your mother and like mm-hmm. kill. Doesn't he mention like the mother died? And because there's also another in the jar. There's mm-hmm. another looks like deformed birth, but that that was his brother was referenced. Yeah, yeah. No, so I know. Yeah, in, in the context of the movie, this is supposed to be a, a, a deformed human son of the carnival marker. Yeah, but I'm like, no, that's no. <laughs> I thought that was a it was a pretty good, um, pretty good effect. I thought like it mm. was, you know, it looked a little cheesy, but it was 1981. I'm like Rick Baker went on to do American Werewolf, and he. I thought that was a pretty cool design. I, <laughs> I agree with you. I'm not sure how that's a human being, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I, I. I just think this is a. I know some people have said it's Hitchcockian. I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> but I mean, you can tell that there's um, other things at play here than just making a, a movie about uh, a killer. You know, killing someone with a chainsaw. Yeah. So I thought. I thought it, it had a lot to offer beyond that. I was, you know, surprised because I hadn't watched it in a while. Surprised at how good I thought it was. Even on, I feel like it's gotten better for me with age. So I don't know. I don't know. And I know, I think it's interesting that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is set in a fun house at the end too. So Toby Hooper goes back to the fun house again <laughs> in Texas Chainsaw 2, which I think is a great black comedy people. That one's a real divider of people's opinions. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Matt, about the young brother. I think that was a yeah, waste. Young son. Yeah. Yeah, the young. That was a. Oh no, the the brother. The yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah the our main character's uh, young brother. Yeah. That was a wasted uh, plot line, and I also have I had issues with as much as I love Elizabeth Barrage as our main character. I wish she had more agency. She doesn't do a lot other than scream, and I and I know that's like a typical, you know, slasher movie character, but. I really wanted her to kind of do more. Even in the final confrontation, I feel like, you know, she escapes kind of more by accident than by anything she's actually doing. Um, so I, I, I was just a little disappointing in the ending in general. I just felt like it was a little. I would agree with that. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I get it. I mean, you know, it's, it's a 19, it's a 40, it's a 40 year old slasher movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be super representative or whatever. But that said, a lot of, I mean, the kind of thing about slasher movies is the final girl mm-hmm. and she gets to be, you know, she, she kicks butt and, and whatever. Yeah. Elizabeth Barrett just kind of accidentally ends up getting him done in. Um, <laughs> and I had a real issue with her in like this toward in the, toward the end where her and her boyfriend are being, or her boyfriend is, you know, 
fighting off the um, carnival barker and then later on the deformed son because she doesn't do anything. She does not do anything to help him. <laughs> and he needs his help. And he needs help um, because he gets the boyfriend gets injured first and then ends up getting killed. And it's like, you know, girl, you got to, I mean, you're just standing there. You're not doing anything. Like, do something to help him. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's a callback to the end of Texas Chainsaw 2, the end of this sort of, right? She kind of is just kind of wandering around traumatized at the end. She's just kind of like stunned. And, <laughs> and it's cool, too, because at that point, like, it shows, like, Carnival animatronics, like, basically mocking her. And, like, the camera pans out. And it's like a long shot of her just kind of stumbling around and the old lady that... The, the, the old lady that was barking about God is watching in the beginning mm. is kind of still wandering around and it's daybreak. And I thought it was cool the way it wrapped up. I thought it was like, I was like, all right, I, you know, cool. Toby Hooper's basically saying, um, another final girl's kind of fucked in the head for life. Like she's just, <laughs> uh, she, you know, so I thought it was cool, man. I liked how it wrapped up. Yeah. So what did you get it at 10? Um, yeah, I'd say I'd give it about a seven. Okay. Uh, what would you give it, Ashley? I'll go with a seven as well. Yeah, um, I'll give it. I'll give it a seven. <laughs> uh, I was going to go higher, but I'll just give it a seven. Uh, so our score is a seven, and it is on the tomato meter. Seventy uh, percent fresh from critics with uh, twenty reviews, and thirty-nine percent not good rating from. Well, I f- you know I feel like the audiences are going to go into this expecting like a high body count, like super gory, and that's not what what this is really. Yeah, I mean we should mention you know Siskel and Ebert. I mean who famously were not fans of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, Siskel said this was a guilty pleasure of his. He liked he liked it for various reasons. Well, like I said, I mean I recommend what, what if you haven't wa- if you have watched it and haven't watched it for years. There's a new 4K transfer out. Like I was saying earlier it's a really it's it's a colorful film and, and it the 4k transfer is nice like it looks better than it has any right to so i mean check it out it's 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 a cool it's a well-made good-looking movie i think for, especially for 1981 mm-hmm. yeah all right thanks for joining us sean uh, thanks for having me thanks all for listening thank you um,